and welcome to this week's episode of Rugby and Education Conversations with Fran. Uh, again, here we have Junior Motahidi with us, and um, we're going to be discussing this week uh, the the importance or when we should use a dominant tackle. Um, this is a, a growing part of our game in rugby, but it is a, it is a very technical uh, piece of defensive work that needs to be done in a, in a correct way, in a correct part of the field. And who better to explain this to us than uh, Junior? Uh, and with all your experience, and I know you, you, you love this dominant tackle stuff, don't you, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, actually. I love it. Yeah. Um, Definitely, we see the dominant tackle as a major part of the game in rugby league because of how the defense and the attacks are, are lined up in, in each play. But how do you see this transferable skill being applied at rugby union, Junior? Yeah, I think it's 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 you know it's it's transferable across both codes there, friend. Um, definitely, in in I think there's. There's points in the game. The whole idea is, as a defender, is to, to obviously stop the attacker from getting, um, you know, anywhere near the try line, or, or to bent, uh, prevent a try from happening. So, um, you know, the dominant tackle across codes is is is, is very, um, you know, very transverse, uh, transferable, um, and you know, there's. There's concepts that you know both can learn from each other's codes in regards to delivering that that sort of aspect. Yeah, uh, for our overseas listeners, um, Junior, can can you describe what is it that we call a dominant tackle uh, here in in New Zealand and Australia? Um, so dominant tackle is is ball and all tackle. Um, pretty much when you're dominating your opponent. Um, so in, in rugby league. Uh, what we determine or, or, or clarify as, as a dominant tackle is uh, when a defender um, makes contact with an attacker, um, is the attacker is taken backwards um, with the defender uh, ending up on top of the attacker. Cool. So, uh, and just so that our listeners can visualize it, what, would you call this a high tackle or is it a low below the waist tackle uh so it'll be up around uh the chest area so i'd say it would be a high tackle ball and all tackle well and but but it's still legal because in, in other parts of the world i mean here in new zealand we do use the dominant tackle quite a quite a bit but uh outside of new zealand they were always talking in rugby union circles is the tackle has to be hard and low uh cut the legs but the dominant tackle is like you said it's ball and all it's uh, we're going high but it's still a legal tackle and and we're wrapping up that ball as well as the player. Is that correct? Yes. yes. So how do how do we how do we teach it? How do we do it to keep it legal? Because many times we saw that last year with uh, with the Lions uh, here in New Zealand that they criticized uh, the, the the All Blacks for always being just on the edge of legality, but it's absolutely legal. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it just comes down to. Um, the approach and, and, and how it's it's coached. Um, I know definitely uh, at our club we're real firm on um, on making sure that bodies are in front of defenders uh, of attackers. Sorry, um, our approach is making sure that our, our shoulder tackling uh, leg is 
is in front and it's driving through the defender um, from like a quarter squat and raising out of it. Um, that's the best way I could probably describe it. Um, uh, and making contact and then just wrapping ball up and then driving the, the defender backwards. Um. So, it, so it is a hard hit. Yes. And we are looking for a hard hit. So, and, and in other parts of the world, because of the, all the values around rugby, being a gentleman's sport, and, and it's being a very loyal sport, sometimes when they see our Kiwi boys going out and, and, and playing like this, and, um, and sometimes the Australians do this also in rugby union, it's seen like, oh my God, they're, they're just being overly aggressive. But we pride ourselves in New Zealand of our physicality in our game, and this would be an expression of that, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, it would. It's, it's a contact sport, and I think... Um, uh, especially when it comes to to defence, um, you know, it's about an attitude, and you've got to have that aggressive attitude towards the uh, towards uh, defence. Um, you know, coaches say that you know you you either have it or you don't, so you you can't coach courage. Um, so, you know, as a as a footballer, whether it be rugby league or rugby union. Um, you know, if, if you're brave enough to put your body in front of um, uh, another person running full steam, you're pretty much halfway there. So, Yeah, and I've, I've had this conversation many times with some of the academy boys down at, um, at, at the Steelers at County's Manukau Rugby, and uh, when I ask them, why do you want to play rugby? And they go, oh, because I love it. And I, and I, I give them exactly that, ex- that explanation. I go, well, it's kind of crazy that you're getting your, your body in front of somebody that's running at full speed at you, and you want to knock them down? That's not that's not logical. How do you get a player in that frame of mind? And you said whether they have it or they don't have it, but the players that you have, they go through different phases. How do we get players in that frame of mind to be at a go all the time? I think it's just creating that environment um, and, and pretty much putting them in those sorts of situations. Uh, at our club, we we're definitely real big on our uh, on our contact and our defensive structures. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Every week, there's always some sort of component where there'll be once a week or twice a week uh, where we'll actually um, got bodies on bodies um, or some sort of uh, defensive element, whether it be just tackle tech, uh, defensive structures. Um, Oppose situations where we get um, team versus team, so there's always that sort of element, and I've I've found that um, the the repetition and that you know creating that sort of environment um, every week really um, you know really does help, especially those individuals that you probably see that that uh, at first they're a bit shy of it, uh, but you probably find later on uh, they start to embrace it and. Um, I, I found that out this year, um, helping coach my um, uh, son's rugby team as, as from a defensive point of view. So my role there was, um, you know, just looking after the, the contact and the collisions and, and the defensive um, structures and, and um, tackle tick. And I remember our first session, um, we were just, it was real basic, just getting boys to be comfortable with banging into bodies and... Um, you know, a lot of the the uh, the forwards, um, you know, really didn't embrace it. Uh, there was a lot of kids that uh, the feedback was was they they hated Monday trainings because of the contact. Um, 
But the more and more we did it, the more it kind of went on through the season, those particular boys were the ones that were really, really dominant, especially in the contact work. Um, and, you know, I think it, it kind of paved the way for, for a lot of the achievements this year, um, being national champs, um, uh, division champions, sevens champions, um, just solely off the back of a lot of those boys were just more confident in, in getting their heads in places that probably other kids weren't and also willing to put their bodies in front of other kids. So, yeah, I, I think if you, you know, going back to it, I think if you continue to create that environment where the kids are learning and um, and, and developing um, and you can deliver it in a way where the, where the boys embrace it, um, then yeah. Interesting what you're saying is it, it creating that environment of getting bodies on bodies. Um, where do you, I mean, when, when it comes to tackle training and defensive work, um, how do you rate the use of just live tackle tech, you know, bodies on bodies, versus the use of hit shields and pads and, 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 and all that kind of equipment? How, how do you rate the, the, the use of it? Yeah, I think it's, there's, a, there's a time and there's a place um, uh, for, for both those. Uh, I use a mixture of both. Um, you know, I progress them from um, just a basic pummeling exercise where the boys get to hit bodies on bodies um, and then just incorporate some real short uh, bursts where they're going body on body and then start to progress in, um, you know, hit pads. And, you know, there's a, there's a place um, definitely for them, especially if we're looking to, to ramp up our, our contact and our collisions, um, especially at ruck ball or, or going in to make um, heavy tackles. Obviously, the use of um, uh, hit pads or, or tackle pads are, um, are definitely you know, relevant for especially those those sorts of sessions. Um, but I, I, I like to, to do, as the boys progress, I, I like to use a lot more bodies on bodies. Um, you know, uh, would, would probably start out with some, uh, depending on what the session looks like, what, what our object, uh, objectives are for the session, whether we go live bodies first or whether we go into... Um, into pads first uh, it, it just depends on what our session looks like um, but we'd always like to finish with some sort of live live drill um, where the boys are in a, 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 a game-like scenario um, where they're having to defend and attack um, with the emphasis being being defense so so, so I mean, something we want to stress in this conversation is that in the work that we do in New Zealand with our defensive structures and, and, and developing our players, uh, in regards to tackling and defensive work, we want to use live tackling uh, because that's the only way to get used to of that shoulder-on-body kind of uh, situation. And, um, and, and you've stressed something really important here, which is setting objectives for your training session. So depending on those clear objectives that you've set for your training session, it's how you're going to progress them to use that live tackling in the defensive work, whether you're going to use the live tackling first or you're going to progress from pads into live tackling on a full field kind of environment. But the live tackling will always be present. Yes. It will not just be pads and shield stuff. It will have the live tackling presence. Yes, yes, correct. Um, and, you know, going back to um, to my previous answer was just, you know, that's when you're kind of creating that that sort of environment when you're having bodies on bodies, um, boys um, becoming comfortable in, in, in those sorts of 
um, collision um, scenarios. So, yeah, a lot of bodies on bodies um, every week, uh, not just at the Warriors, but also with my son's rugby team. There's always an element of where we go bodies on bodies. So, um, as throughout the season, you kind of get a bit of a gauge of where you'll do that, uh, whether it be midweek, whether it be um, you know later in the week. It just depends on on um, how the how the players turn up and also where coaches see it best structured. Cool. So, and this will probably leave it for uh, for another podcast because um, it, it does lead to a whole area of uh, conversation and and sport education, which is that planning of your training sessions, depending on your observations of, of what you're seeing that's happening with your team in throughout the season, preseason, etc. But um, but there's definitely a space of planning of when and where we're going to use the, the the live tackling in our training sessions and how much we use it or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Junior, thanks a lot for this um, for this conversation on on defense on the dominant tackle. Uh, that dominant tackle, like we were excited at the very beginning, is when we come in from the, from the bottom up, wrap the the player, drive them back, tie up the ball. It's um, it's not a tackle that's waste below the waist. It's a tackle that's from the waist up because we want to wrap the ball. Um, there's a time and place for it. There's nothing illegal about it. Just make sure you wrap your, those arms around when you get that boy with that ball running. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, just get your bodies in front. Uh, first things is just make the initial contact, stop the person, and then look to wrap the ball up. And then I think the process goes from there. Um, it's a bit hard if you're trying to, um, you know, catch somebody. It's, we can save that for a later podcast because then we start getting into a little bit more detail around tackle tech and and wrestling and um yeah so but yeah first things first get your body in front mate um be nice and strong in the contact and yeah and have the right attitude have the right attitude yes great and we'll keep on talking throughout our years to come with junior he sits right next to me in the office next door so um so we'll have quite a bit to pick his brains from um have a great uh Summer break, Junior, and wish to catch up with you in the, in the new year. Thanks a lot for being here. Awesome. Thanks, friend. Thanks for having me. And to our overseas listeners, uh, have a great holiday break. Um, enjoy the summer. We'll be, we'll be still uploading podcasts during the summer break, so don't miss out week to week. Uh, a big shout-out to Kuraka Rugby, um, all the development clubs out in Trapiales, and the traditional clubs like Alumni, uh, Stad, I know that you're listening to us. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, Keep in touch. And a big shout out to BK Sports as well. Have a great holiday season, everybody.